Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And you can go online to sunburymotors.com. You can check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre owned inventory. A sales staff with some deals. A service department that takes care of the life of the vehicle. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. Mark Littell delivers high drive. It's in right center field. That's good. It is go. Chris Jambliss has won the American League pennant for the New York Yankees. A thrilling, dramatic game with overtones of that great game in the World Series a year ago and then the seventh game, too. What a way for the American League season to end. A spunky, young Kansas City team. Look at them, Bob Chris Chambliss. What a season he has had. What a series he has had. Keith Jackson with the call and New York's Howard Cosell with the commentary <laughs> on ABC when the Chris Shambles won the uh, American League uh, Championship Series over the Royals. With that, we bring in one of the great voices in baseball who has un- unfortunately been silenced during all of this, and that is Scott Fransky. Scott, welcome. It is literally great to hear you on again. What do you mean silence? I've been yelling at my kids for months. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Mine are all grown now, Scott, so I gave up on that. Now, I'm the one when they yell at their kids. I'm the grandfather goes, it's okay. (laughs) It's all right. They tell me they they want help with their fourth grade math, and I can't help them. So, you know. Did you see, there was a cartoon that was put out probably in, in sometime in April. And two girls are standing in the driveway and one says oh my teacher's just so hard just doesn't get it yells at me all the time and the older one says it's okay mom's doing the best she can (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly yeah i know i was we all went through it right but uh we're looking forward to i'm looking forward to starting my uh real job again yeah exactly let me ask you this what is the importance, in your opinion, for example, the NBA, LeBron James says he's playing, Anthony Davis says he's playing. So far, the stars have all said they're playing. Giannis is playing. How important is it for baseball that their stars, I mean, yeah, with all due respect to Ian Desmond and Mike Leake and Ryan Zimmer, that their stars say they're playing? I mean, I think anytime your stars are on the field or on the court or on the ice, uh, it makes a big difference. I mean, that's 
why people want to watch because they want to see the best of the best. And yes, uh, with all due respect to those players you mentioned who have opted out, um, not to say they won't be missed by their respective teams and uh, not to say they don't have uh, their fair share of fans, but uh, you know, it, it, it'd be a bit different if somebody like Mike Trout said, you know what, I'm going to take the year off. Um, that'd be pretty substantial for the sport if, if somebody like Trout wanted to do that. So, how do you view the second spring training? Is it starting all over again? Uh, I don't think it's starting all over again. I, I think teams have a pretty good idea. I think teams were starting to get a pretty good idea uh, of of what their their clubs were going to look like. I mean, I know from the Philly standpoint, there were a few jobs uh, to be had in, in terms of the bullpen, uh, maybe a you know there's some extra bench bats. I mean, the the managers and the general managers have the leeway now of of having extra time to decide in the sense that teams are going to open with 30 players. So that's four more than they would have had. And that, that could make a huge difference. Um, you know, so I, I, you know, I don't know if it's a complete start over situation. I guess that's going to be player to players, depending on how many, you know, what kind of reps they were getting in. But um, I think part of it is going to be, it's going to be slow going Steve in the beginning, because it's everybody's sort of feeling out the new uh, guidelines, the new regulations, you know, smaller workout groups, things of that nature. Yeah, and that's that's what we've talked about here at Penn State. You know, the small groupings that they're working with, and work and going forward, working with small groupings. Uh, when you look at the Phillies on the field getting into this thing, how many pitchers realistically do you think teams will need in the first? I don't know, three weeks of this thing. And I don't mean the spring training part. I mean the actual playing part. Right, right. I, I mean, I don't know. I really didn't think they'd need that many extra guys. Um, but uh, I guess, you know, it just helps the managers, helps pitching coaches feel a little more comfortable about it, helps players, you know, the pitchers themselves feel a little more comfortable about it. Um, you know, it's not to say they wouldn't, you know, have, it's not like they're going to have extra starting pitchers, but they will have, uh, you know, maybe an extra long man. Um, an extra or two situational guy uh, to help them get through. But, you know, I mean, they kind of mitigate it in the same breath with the fact that they've got the three-hitter, you know, minimum rule, and right. they've got this this extra inning situation, which, which could really cut down on the need for extra arms. But, you know, again, I guess it's team to team, player to player. Um, I would expect that in three weeks, four weeks' time, Aaron Nola will be ready to throw – you know, 90 pitches right out of the chute and and, uh, and be at 100 in, in almost no time flat. But, you know, again, we'll see. Uh, how do you feel about the DH National League and uh, who's a good candidate for it with the Phillies? I don't love it. Uh, I like the National League game. I, I've always liked it. I've always preferred it. Um, I mean, I understand uh, where it comes from, and, and I know that's kind of the way the wind was blowing uh, even before the pandemic hit, that we were going to get there eventually, I think. So uh, maybe we get there a couple years early, and, and um, so be it. Um, but I, I, I do like that. I like having the pitcher hit. I like having the, the double switch. I like having um, the strategy involved uh, with, you know, do I hit for my pitcher? Do I let him? 
do I want to keep him in another inning? You know, um, to me, that that's part of the game, and, and I, I will miss that part of the game. As for who does it, I mean, um, you know, Jay Bruce is an obvious candidate right off the bat uh, because now that Andrew McCutcheon is healthy, uh, a guy like Jay Bruce could could settle in and and um, and be your DH. Alec Bohm uh, may get a shot. You know, I, I could I could very well see him making his debut at some point, and uh, maybe DH is the role. Uh, but again, the injuries might play out over the you know, or the COVID injured list might come into play. Yeah. If guys are sick, uh, who knows? I, I just think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. It's going to be very different. And um, but I think we're all excited to have it back. Yeah, uh, it's. it's... Bohm's interesting because obviously in doing the the, the Steak Hollow Spikes games, I saw him at Williamsport many times. Um, I think the fact that I think moving him over to first base or him being a DH is perfect for him because putting him at third base, I think, hurts his hitting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't have gotten there, that he couldn't have, with more work, uh, become a, a top flight uh, defensive third baseman, uh, or even a top flight, you know, defensive first baseman. It still may be in his future, but um, it gives you the opportunity to get his bat to the big leagues right away. And a lot of people yep. feel like his bat, you know, his bat is ready to play. And um, if that wasn't an option, if DH wasn't an option, we wouldn't be talking about Alec Bohm. I, I think that he would he would definitely go to Lehigh Valley and get more seasoning and more work defensively. Right, no, I agree with that. Um, what about the extra inning rule, which you referenced earlier? Where now I, I'm the one that has experience with this, uh, putting the yeah. runner on second to start. What do you think about that? Well, having never seen it in practice, at least on paper, I don't love it. Um, you know, again, I know where they're coming from. I know what the rule is designed to do. Um, but I like extra innings. I like. Um, how those games come up now and then and you have the marathon and you know I mean I, I just think they're memorable nights and uh, I, w- I would miss having them I again like the DH situation I know where it's coming from you know I know the motivation behind it but I kind of feel like you need to get on you need to earn your way aboard and you need to earn your way in uh, when it first came up I'm with you. I, I wasn't crazy about it. So the first game of the season, it happens. Of course. State College plays Williamsport. Williamsport runs out. The last, the guy that made the last out in the previous inning is the runner to start at second base. Okay. Ironically, the second night, they go to Williamsport. And doggone, the thing goes into extra innings again. <laughs> right? And the fans down below the broadcast booth in Williamsport start chanting, that's not baseball. <laughs> they kept chanting it over and over. <laughs> well, one thing, one thing, Major League Baseball doesn't have to worry about is is hearing that chant this year. Yeah, right? That's right. I mean, <laughs> that's right. We're not going to have to endure that. Uh, I, you know, what I mean, I, I can, I can also kind of see in the minor leagues where you don't have the luxury of, you know, getting getting by with extra pitching and it's it's a lot harder to call guys up and, and add extra arms you know that's what the minor leagues are for to to bolster the big leagues and and those guys go up and they provide reinforcements if you get into a marathon game and you burn through all your pitching but um 
I don't. I, I just don't like the idea in general. I, I wish they would play it straight and the way it was. Uh, it's always been played, but uh, it's not going to be that way this year. And I, no. the other thing I don't like, Steve, is is the fact that you would play. I, I say all season, a total of sixty games, but you would play all season by one set of rules, and then you go to the playoffs. And you'd play by a different set of rules, so right. I don't like that either. Right. Well, exactly. Uh, exactly right. Um, th- now, you mentioned the three-batter rule. Now, that was going to come into play this year no matter what. How would you feel about that one? I, I, again, I just think these are things that that I don't think they necessarily needed to be done. I, just, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree with that. I, I don't... Like, for me, I don't get um, – I, I mean, I know what I'm told. I don't think in practice it will solve what they feel like is the issue, and that is a lack of activity. Um, uh, the, you know, the, whatever, there's too much time changing pitchers and the game takes too long. The game takes too long because guys don't swing the bat. Like, swing yes. the bat, put the ball in play, and yes. that means get a pitcher out there that's more aggressive. I just finished reading – I, look, I know every pitcher is not Roy Halladay. I get it. Yeah. I just finished yeah. reading the, the biography and just, you know, talking about number of complete games and, and talking about his mindset and his desire to be aggressive and, and, and how the game changed for him once he learned how to be aggressive and to throw strikes. And I just think that's the biggest thing about our game right now is that if you throw more strikes, you will force more uh, action. Um, if you call more strikes, you will force more action. I mean, I think something as little as that, just call more strikes, and you will force guys to swing the bat. Um, For me, that's how you fundamentally improve the – because I don't necessarily think it's time. I think, for me, I think it's inactivity. When when you have a game that the first eight or nine batters, let's say both teams combined – uh, either walk, strike out, or you know, or you know, I mean, we've had we've had a number of games where it's forty-five minutes in before a ball is put in play. Yeah, right. And it's it's like, what is going on? Um, that's not baseball. Um, so somehow you got to get them to swing the bat more, and I don't think limiting the pitching changes is going to do it. I'll take a small example, then I'll expand it to the bigger example. Small example is this. Whenever there's a rain out in the minor leagues, they'll play a doubleheader and it's two seven-inning games. Mm-hmm. In the seven-inning game, when I'm broadcasting that, I feel like there's a greater sense of urgency once you get to about the third or fourth inning yeah. as opposed to later because you lose the two innings. This is a 60-game season. Is this a sense of urgency right out of the gate, or about twenty twenty-five games in? There's going to be a sense of urgency. How do you view the big picture of sixty games? I I think that if you don't play with that sense of urgency from the very beginning, you could find yourself in a world of trouble in the blink of an eye. I mean, yep. I, I think I think you would be if you're if you're a guy that's a veteran player that has been around the league a long time, and you think about what. Okay, think about what two weeks is like in baseball, right? Two weeks is nothing. But two weeks goes by pretty fast. And if you have two really bad weeks, you could play as many as 13, 14, you know, somewhere in their games. That's almost a quarter of your season. I mean, 15 games 
and your season is one quarter over. And and literally, I'm, I think it's going to be a real eye-opener for players to, like, hey, we've had a bad stretch, you know, we just lost, you know, seven out of nine or whatever. Um, that's a huge chunk of your season. Yes. Uh, so, so I think that's going to be a, a, a real eye-opening experience on the idea that, like you said, if you if there's no sense of urgency right away, then you're gonna you could you could very well find yourself in big trouble in no time at all. Have they told you how you'll be allowed to do your job? Well, uh, yes and no. Uh, we're, uh, the radio crews around baseball are allowed to travel, and by that I mean uh, if I if I wanted to do a game in New York against the Yankees or Mets, you know, Phillies, Yankees, Phillies, Mets, uh, I would get to use the booth. They would let me in the stadium. <laughs> um, but that's about it. Uh, you know, I'd kind of, I don't want to say be on my own, but I, I would not be traveling with the ball club. And um, so I think what most everybody is doing, um, and I know the the working plan for us is that we will uh, – Technically, I mean, we'll just set up in our booth at Citizens Bank Park for home games and for road games. Okay. So some of them we'll watch them live, just like we always have. Uh, but some of them, the road games, we would just watch off a off a TV monitor, and um, you know, do the best we can. We can calling calling from there. I, I don't know. I know they've talked about different you know things with camera angles and uh, you know. I'm not a guy that uses the monitor very much, except on replays. You same so here. After the fact, I, I I've never been one that can watch the the screen and then look up and find the ball in front of me live. Uh, I just can't. I don't have that aptitude. I don't know. Maybe if I did it a lot, I would learn. But you know, you I'm I did minor league baseball. I just we didn't have monitors. Right. <laughs> we didn't have replays. You just watched the game, right? Um, <laughs> right. So that's what I'm used to. So doing it off of a monitor may be uh, a challenge, but um, but we'll we'll figure it out. And I think more than anything, it's probably just uh, practice and repetition, and and uh, you know, and we'll see. We'll do the best we can. And you will. I promise you, you will. Scott, well, it's great to hear you. You know, and I hope hey, good it was. To talk a, to you, Steve. Well, I hope it was easier talking to me than counseling your children <laughs> oh my gosh so much easier so much easier no doubt hey it's great to hear my friend and uh no matter what situation they put you in you'll be brilliant i know you will appreciate it steve talk to you again soon you bet scott scott fransky the brilliant voice of the philadelphia phillies uh and he is he is that uh brilliant We'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Check out the great lines of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, pre-owned inventory. Great deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors. Terrific sales staff. Service department, second to none. They'll take care of that vehicle, the lifetime of the vehicle. And... You're talking about the best in the business. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. There'll be no minor league season. Minor league baseball made it official today. The season has been canceled. Minor league baseball made the announcement this afternoon. Uh, So what does this mean for minor league teams and players? Uh, For prospects, many teams are including their top prospects as part of the 60-player pool. We just talked with Scott Fransky about Alec Bone, for example. He probably would be in Lehigh Valley, but he may get some DH time with the Phillies this year. Look, he's got the bat. Fielding-wise, he's he's just... he's. when I saw him play, I thought he was too stiff playing third base. But that doesn't mean that time doesn't change you. His bat, though, big-time bat. Uh, so you've got that group. Uh, they're not so sure about having instructional or fall leagues. Winter leagues. You've got a lot of players right now signing up for the winter league. You already do. Uh, some minor leaguers are being paid through the end of July. Uh, and so then what happens next? That's the big one. Major League Baseball would like to see 40 franchises cut. There'd be a realignment. Teams and league affiliates will be modified and so on. The parameters remain to be seen, but the minors that we saw last year in 2019 will not be the same moving forward but if you're somehow able to make the cut to be one of the 120 you could have a deal in place that lasts you 20 years 20 years these agreements between major and 
minor league baseball have been two-year agreements. Everybody's agreement, by the way, is up on September 15th. They're all up on September 15th. And, again, the announcement by minor league baseball today in no way, shape, or form was a surprise. None. There's nobody sitting here going, oh, my goodness, can you believe this? No. That's about, you know, it, it was expected once the major leagues had their situation settled. And they settled finally on a 60-game season. Okay. Then you knew the next step would be, look, this is, you know, the way it's going to play out, they're not going to play minor league baseball. And the minors can't play. I mean, can the minors play games without fans? Oh, sure, you can play games without without fans. You can do that. But you can't make any money doing it. There's no TV contract. And and all the radio stuff that you, you know, know, so many have either Internet deals or radio deals and so forth, that's that's not the money-making proposition. They need fans in the stands, and if, if fans are not allowed to be there, then they can't then they can't do that. It's just That's just the way it is. So you knew this was inevitable. This is not, this was not a shock. I mean, despite all the shock we've gone through. Now, I didn't... This has been a summer where, obviously, it's unlike any other we've experienced. Um, Local fire company carnivals are canceled. Here in Center County, Grange Fair is canceled. Ag Progress Days is canceled. Arts Festival canceled. People's Choice Arts Festival canceled. Spike season. I don't know about you. But, man, I'm aching for fun. (laughs) I want to have fun. All those things were fun. I don't know about any of you, but I'd like to get back to having some fun. (laughs) I second that this morning. I hit my coronavirus wall. I finally was like, I I thought to myself, I am tired of this. Let's move on. (laughs) I mean, it's uh, the problem that you have is that there have been some people that have gone out to have fun and didn't follow the rules. You know, the smart stuff, the social distancing, the masks and things like that that's happened in some other states. And I feel, I'll tell you, I I feel badly for it. I'll give you an example. Restaurants in New Jersey. I'm watching a woman this morning being interviewed about her restaurant in New Jersey, which right now is not being allowed to open. And she said, we serve breakfast. We don't have a bar. (laughs) He said, they can't look at us and say, you can open up. And she was right. You can't just blanket everything. You do have to take things on a case-by-case basis. The problem they've had is people have have gone to some bars and so forth and didn't observe what they thought would be the proper rules. Okay? Okay. well, it's a breakfast place. <laughs> it's like the waffle shop here in State College. What's a great breakfast place in uh, in the valley? 
you know, besides obviously, you know, <laughs> someplace the Sue would recommend. I'm just chuckling because uh, for me, the breakfast place is home. I'm the breakfast cooker every morning. So you're the breakfast cooker. All right, so we're gonna go over to <laughs> good. We're gonna go over to Hirschberger's place. That's great. That's how how we're gonna do it. We practice social distancing and wear masks at my house. So <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, but you know, I mean, she says we don't have a bar. People come in, eat breakfast, they leave. <laughs> so they wear a mask when they come in. They take the mask off when it's time to eat. Then they put the mask on. And they leave. He says, and we're closed? <laughs> uh, and that's what, you know, and that's, you know, you look at a specific situation like that, and you feel badly for them, feel awful. What uh, do you think is the economic impact of no minor league baseball in state college this season? Well, there's definitely an economic impact. Uh, it's it, There are people that will go to restaurants before games, or just going to the ballpark itself. The economic impact in the ball club is huge, not having games. And also people want to get out. They want to get out. Sometimes they'll you know, sometimes they'll they'll get something to eat before they go to the ball game, so it'll affect some restaurants. Um some people just want to go to the ballpark and just eat, just enjoy, have a good time. It's a real social place. There are thousands of people going through the turnstiles there. I mean, it's, you know, the spikes averaged like 3,200 fans a, a game last summer. And they drew almost 125,000 fans. Uh, you look at Williamsport, for example. Williamsport's poured a lot of money into that ballpark. That new right field deck that Gabe and those guys have uh, is beautiful and they said we want it to be the centerpiece of of when people come to the ballpark you know being the centerpiece experience of the ballpark well i watched them building them watched it in practical application for the last couple of years there and that it has been a fabulous addition that's changed that ballpark yeah i mean there's certain things the ballpark itself has changed they made it more realistic in terms of fence distances and you know the dugouts are now major league dugouts because of the one game that's played there every year the field is put in by major league baseball um they're a little goofy about it (laughs) to be honest with you somebody threw a ball pregame and i was on the field talking i was on the warning track talking to somebody because i wanted to get a couple slices of information before i went to the booth i wanted to use in the broadcast and i had a couple questions and you know me, I don't just sit there and guess and assume. I actually walk up to the source and say, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And all of a sudden, the ball came over. So I walked a few steps onto the grass to get the ball to throw it back. And somebody goes, whoa, you can't be out there. I said, I can't be out here? You can't walk in that grass. I said, hey, uh, excuse me. I said, for the next three hours, I said, there are going to be 18 guys in cleats running on this grass. I said I said, you're telling me my loafers are going to make a difference here? Well you shouldn't be out there. I said I said, cut me a break. I got more common sense than that. <laughs> it's like get out of here. <laughs> you guys running around the thing on cleats. Oh, but my loafers may tear may tear it apart. Uh okay. Sure. So they do they you know I understand it's their baby. I got it. But <laughs> I got it. I understand. Um, because I mean that's a huge investment. I got it completely. But 
what do you want the, the player to run down there or for me to pick it up and throw it back to him? I mean, it's like I don't think my five or six steps change the tenor of the of the grass. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, but they've done a great job up there it, it, with Williamsport. The park is better than ever before. The organization up there is better than before. And I mean, that's you know, that's what I feel. I feel for. I feel badly for everybody. Who do we have here, Chad? Anybody I need to talk to? Or oh, there we go. It's Dick and Milton. I always have to talk to him. Dick, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Steve. Did they say anything when they said they were having no minor league baseball? Are Orioles still involved in playing or not? Then? Well, the the Orioles are playing. No, I think if they're in the little, little eliminating minor league baseball, maybe they're done too. Then that was my point. No, with what their they're ball, going with their to... ball team, they're pretty much minor leaguers. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean they weren't really playing with too many professional guys at that level. You know, at the same level as other teams. So maybe them, them, and a few other teams won't play, even have baseball then. I want to point out to the audience that Dick is allowed to say all of these disparaging things about the Orioles because he is a lifelong diehard Orioles fan. <laughs> yeah, since since the Dodgers went to the West Coast, and that's a lot of years ago. <laughs> oh, you know what? Joe felt the same way. Yeah. Joe couldn't. Joe uh, Joe Paterno. Joe told me he says, "Steve, I can't root for the Los Angeles Dodgers." He said they took my team away. Yeah, it was pretty sad. I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm sure there were some New York Giant fans felt the same way when they went to oh, San yes. Francisco, and it happens. It, it, I mean, it happens. Uh, and, and the other thing I was going to tell you of all the years to have, to have this whole thing happen, the Orioles were supposed to play at Winsport this little league season. Yes, they were supposed to play the Red Sox. Right. Uh, so kind of in, that in went by the wayside, obviously, along with everything else at Winsport, too. It was Little League. That's sad up there because, I mean, that's their, between that and the uh, minor league baseball team, that's pretty much the summer up there the, with the parade and everything uh, else that goes on. So You know, it's all part of what we enjoy and have fun with. So many people, Dick, I know, go to the Little League World Series. They love going up there. Paying a couple dollars for a hot dog and chip or a drink, sitting on the hill, or sitting in the seats, taking in the Little League World Series. So many people you and I know, Dick, will go to five, six, seven, eight Cutters games a year or Spikes yeah, games. I would get up to a couple of sport games, uh, try to get maybe one or two. Not a lot, yeah. but my buddies, my friends had uh, what, what I'm sure they have it with the spikes. It's like one of those season ticket packages, like a weekends or something. That yeah, get a, the flex plan. Yeah, I like a plan. I know I, I, two of my good friends have the plans at Wingsport. Had had plans. They don't have them this year. So, so I guess that's well, that was my comment about baseball. When you said minor league <laughs> baseball was done, I thought, well, I guess they, that ends the Orioles season all around them. <laughs> just, I mean, actually, I went through the lineup. They're okay. I mean, they'll be okay. We're going to find out. They're not. They're not great in any any respect. But you know what's uh, interesting though, Dick, and this goes to the sixty game season. Yeah. If they had a sixty game season last year, the Washington Nationals don't make the playoffs. They were nineteen and they were nineteen and thirty one through fifty games last year, so they don't make it. You don't know, for example, in this scenario, suddenly a team gets out of the gate and through twenty games, for whatever reason, they're thirteen and seven. Well, guess what? Now one third of the season is over with. Well, now your position. So this is it's gonna be hard to predict how anybody's going to do. Well, the one thing about the Yankees in the first 60 games last year, they lost a lot of good baseball players for a while. 
Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, they put him on the bench for, because they were injured, and they didn't get back until later on in the season. So, I mean, not just it's, some really good ones off there. I mean, they have a lot of good belt players, too. But even so, if you take two or three guys out of you now, any lineup, I don't care how good you are, it hurts. Well, you know. and the, the issue with, for the Yankees going into this season is they thought Aaron Judge was going to be out a significant amount of time. Well, guess what? Now they're getting ready to play again. Guess who's ready to play? Aaron Judge. Judge. But yeah. I did see where a couple guys are not going to play. I think, was it uh, Zimmerman? Guys, Zimmerman? Guys aren't, they're not going to play at all. Like uh, the, the, Zimmerman, uh, Ross, Joe Ross, Ian Desmond yeah. of the Rockies, Mike Leake of the Diamondbacks. Dick, I respect anybody that makes that decision. That's perfectly fine. But I'm if wondering if it'll be like a snowball rolling down a hill now that some of those guys will go, geez, I don't think I'm going to play now either. There was no uh, time limit. But they could just stop and say, I'm not playing, right? Right, that's true. And you may see a guy, a few other guys do that. But I think the key to this, in the NHL, if guys like Crosby and Ovechkin say they're playing, LeBron James already says he's playing uh, in the NBA along with others. And I think in baseball, if guys like Bryce Harper... Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, all say they're playing. Uh, that's what they need. And with all, and I say that with all due respect to the Zimmermans, the Rosses, the Desmonds, the Leaks. Uh, yeah, it's a headline, but it doesn't alter what you're really thinking about. It's the big names that will will shape your thought process. Okay. Well, nice talking to you, Steve. I'd say, obviously, we're rolling into football here, so this is going to be a really interesting uh, September because I can see teams, guys, guys getting this uh, COVID virus on a football team, a college team, and maybe a high school team or college especially. And I'm not sure how they'll handle it if there's a, if there's a lot of them. So we'll, yeah, we'll and see I what can't. And I can't answer that question because I don't know either. Well, nobody seems know. to know either. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Now today, and maybe you saw this on the news, now there's a new swine flu active in China. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, and it's, uh, we'll see what happens. It's it's like the one that was in 2008 or nine or whatever, seven, whatever yeah. it was here. They've just, they've just been running this swine flu thing. You look it up today, you'll see it's not, and it might not be good. We, oh, that's all you need is another pandemic on top of the one that's here now. <laughs> this is great. Great. Okay. Good I'm just trying to get... I just heard you mentioned I, I... minor league baseball, and that's, that perks my ears up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in your wheelhouse, Dick. I'm in your wheelhouse. That's, team. that's my team, minor leaguers. See you. There you go. See you, Dick. We'll wrap it up in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. All right. Great to have you with us on the show today. Great to have Dick from Milton joining us. Found out that Chad can't teach. Well, you shouldn't say that. I mean, I do teach some college classes too, but that's more my forte like you than fourth grade math. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the... And by the way, to the person who offered the compliment of the show off the air, thank you. That was very kind of you. Appreciate that very much. Very, very nice of them to say. Uh, so we make the turn into, believe it or not, the second half of the year. It has been the craziest opening half of the year of our lives. It was six months ago. I was coming back from the Cotton Bowl 
Uh, in fact, I'd done the Cotton Bowl on Saturday. I uh, got on a plane, flew overnight, got back to State College at t- about 2 in the morning, and at noon did a basketball game. And then I had a couple days where, you know, I did the show and so forth, but then I was able to go to Philadelphia and do the game at the Palestra next. That seems like 20 years ago. But let's go back to when this all began, when I was doing the show on what March the 13th. They're shutting everything down. I'm back from Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament. And I said that we need to take this one step at a time. I said we may take two steps forward and a step back, but we need to take it a step at a time. The next step begins tomorrow, July. Some sports have started back. NASCAR, IndyCar, the professional golf tour, women's soccer, uh, UFC. They've started back, but now the, the larger team sports are going to attempt to do it this month. 